Welcome to Unleash Your Niche with me, Amy Cager, the podcast aimed at helping you get clear on your business niche and identity so you can stand out, become the go-to person in your field and attract more of the right customers. Enjoy the episode. So today I thought I would talk about niching mistakes and these are things that I come across all the time, whether it's just before I start working with a client and this is kind of where they're at or they're questions people ask me directly, whether that's in person or over messaging or that I see in places such as Facebook groups where people are asking questions and asking for opinions about what their niche might be. Does this niche sound good? Is it okay? All those sorts of things. And so these are mistakes that I see when people are getting a bit stuck with their niche. It's kind of at the beginning of that process when they start to think about what their niche might be. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's the beginning of their business, but it's just a point when they're thinking, do you know what? I need to have a niche. And then these problems seem to arise. They seem to be the first things that people think of these mistakes. Time and time again, they'll fall into one of these mistakes or maybe all four of the mistakes that I'm going to be talking about. And it's these mistakes that cause massive amounts of confusion and makes getting clear on what their niche might be so much harder. So in this episode today, I wanted to talk about what they are and how you can avoid them. So you can create your niche much more easily and that you feel really confident in your niche and how you are different so you can stand out and start attracting more of those A-list clients which is what it's all about. So mistake number one, this is making up what your niche is. I'm not sure why people do this. I think it's a combination of panic that they need to have a niche and they don't think they have one. So they think, okay, I need one. I need to tick that box. And they just think of something out of thin air. So they just think of something. They think, God, I need a niche. Uh, How about this? And that's kind of their process in thinking about what their niche might be. Or they think that's how you come up with a niche, that you do, in fact, choose something that you think might be a good angle or good direction to go in. And they just stick to it and think, yep, have to stick to that. And then voila, that's your business niche. So you just kind of think of something and just go for it. And that's how it's decided. But this isn't the case. And you most definitely shouldn't be making anything up, nothing random, um, just because you need a niche. You shouldn't just be thinking of something, say, out of thin air that has no basis in anything. So the ways you should be thinking about what your niche might be is to first have a look at your business right now, look at what's been done before, what you've been doing. And are there any similarities or any patterns forming of who you work with? Is there anything that you're doing that you feel you're giving the most value to your clients or something that you're enjoying more, that your clients are wanting more? Is there anything that keeps cropping up that could start to be the basis of your niche that is something you could 
start focusing on that little bit more. Or if you do think of something that maybe you don't already do or but you know there's probably a gap that you could fill with doing this thing or perhaps that's something that you think might be good. It's, there's no overwhelming kind of evidence but you think, yep, yeah, I think this is a good direction to go in. It's looking at this is where my path might be. But you're not 100% sure, then ask some potential clients people in the industry, anyone that you think might be able to give you a really valuable opinion and start talking to them and seeing what they say, what they think. Look in Facebook groups, you know, on social media, anywhere where people are talking about the thing that you do and see what they are saying. Is there anything that's coming up that kind of gives you more of an idea of, yes, what you're thinking is something that is needed? And the next thing you can do is test it out. So if you're not, say if you're not too confident, you're not 100% convinced that this, you know, you should go all in, that you're still a bit unsure, then test it out. So you can start doing more content that relates to your idea that you think might be your niche. So do more blog posts, do more social media posts, start to focus on that thing and see what the reaction is. How are people reacting to it? What are people saying about it? And you can kind of build from there. So you can start to tweak what you're doing to start focusing on something by your content. It's a really, really good place to start. And you can always change things behind the scenes too. So you don't need to publicly announce it on your website or change all your copy before you've maybe tried it out with a few clients, seen how it's gone, and then you can make that decision to start changing all your messaging and everything to go with this new idea of your niche. So there's a few things that you can do to make sure that, let's say, you don't have to make it up, that there are some things that you can do. And the main thing is that people are trying to, say, make up their niche with absolutely no customer involvement. And this is where the problems start to arise. And it's all being based on kind of random idea just for you know, a niche for a niche sake. So you're not having any kind of evidence, nothing's backing up, whether it's through things you're already doing in your business or by speaking to your customers and hearing what they have to say. It's just kind of, I say, being pulled out of thin air. So don't fall into this trap. I don't want you to make anything up. So look, I say, look at what your is happening in your business and do some research. You can do a bit of a combination of both as well if you feel that is necessary. But say nothing is just made up. It's it's all based on something. So mistake number two is thinking your niche is only about having a laser focused customer. So this is very common because number one, your customer is very, very important. And it should be about them, your whole business, everything that you think about should be about your customer. But number two, I think this is where it becomes a bit of an old fashioned way of thinking about a niche that traditionally it was based around the idea that you can't market to everybody. And if you market to everybody, you market to no one. And that is absolutely true. That is the case. That's that will always be the case. But I think there was then a school of thought that you had to go, you know, super pinpointed customer. And that was, you know, have some extreme customer avatar. And that was the only way that you were going to stand out and be different was all about your customer. 
So it wasn't enough to say that you work with small businesses or families. You had to give all this extra info about who that person might be. You know, thinking about a customer is a really valid niche. It's not the only one. And it's remembering that, yes, it is a good angle for your niche. It could absolutely be about your customer if you're finding that your customer is something that you can focus on. But if it looks like you don't have a pinpointed customer, that doesn't mean that you can't have a niche and a very effective one at that as well. So what else can your niche be based on? So in my unique ometer method, there are two other factors that a niche can be based on. And it can be based on what you do. So this is when you can be more, you can go from more of a jack of all trades to move into more of an expert or specialist in a certain area. So for instance, if you work as a social media manager, perhaps you start specializing in Instagram or LinkedIn. And this is great because you know, guess what? When someone needs help with Instagram or LinkedIn, you are going to be the person that they think of, that they remember. Plus, you will be much more knowledgeable in that subject and therefore get better results for your client than maybe a social media manager that's splitting their time over all sorts of social media channels. So that's something to think about. Or it can be how you do things. So maybe you like to do things a little bit differently or have a slightly different element that you throw into the mix rather than just being the same as doing it the same way as everybody else in your industry. So rather than helping with copywriting because you are a good writer, you know, it's very, very, very generalized, but you also make more of the fact that you have studied or worked in marketing or have studied customer psychology or something like that. So if someone wants a sales page written, for example, guess who they're going to call? It's going to be the person that has this different aspect to their skills. Uh, and that's what makes them different than just being, say, a copywriter that does all sorts of different copywriting. They've got more of a specialist angle on that. Or it could just be how you format your sessions. So any fun extras that you include in your package, maybe, or your products. So, or it could just be that you're transparent in your prices and that's something that makes you stand out and is different from other people in your industry. So it's just thinking about anything that will make you stand out and that is that little bit different. You're not just doing the same as everyone else in your industry. You're just all doing the same thing. And another way you can niche is by you. So if you've listened to me before, you probably heard me say that this is a great one for everybody because everybody is different. And this is great, especially if you're at the beginning of your journey, your business journey, because you might not know who you're, you know, not having a particular type of customer isn't making themselves known. You're working with all sorts of different people and maybe you are doing a bit of all sorts of different things and that, that one specialism hasn't shown itself to you yet. So this is a really, really good place to start because it is so true. Everybody is different. So amplify those aspects of your personality, the things that make you you. So you will stand out and you'll connect with your customers. And this can be done with your personality and your values, but it can also be down to your style and your look. So in the last episode, I spoke to the lovely Tracy Hooper, who's a personal stylist, 
And we were talking about how your look and your style is so important for your business in portraying your business messaging and your values and is quite a lot of the time overlooked and not thought about in the same way as you do other aspects of your business. Or it can be done using your visual identity, your visual brand identity. So choosing colors and fonts that are different to other people in your industry. You're not just using the same same kind of colors and fonts as everybody else is using. You may well have heard me talk about before that kind of pink, gray and gold that's very, very similar that lots of people use. So it's how you can use this to stand out and be recognizable. And I was talking to the wonderful Claire Jenks, who is a graphic designer, about this in an earlier episode as well. So you want someone to remember you, to recognize you, you know, when they're scrolling through social media or they see you at an event in a sea of faces and graphics out there when you're on social media or say in real life, you don't want to be blending in and becoming forgettable. And I should just say this isn't, you know, it doesn't have to be something extreme or really over the top. I should just make that clear. You don't have to kind of go a bit mad on this bit. It's just thinking of things that are already you and I say maybe amplifying that that little bit more. And that's not to say you have to show all your dirty laundry as well or share lots of private things. It's just about think, picking out some things of your personality that say will make you stand out. And the main thing to remember about a niche is that it's the thing that makes you different. And this is the reason someone will choose you over somebody else. So if you think about a niche in that way, rather than, oh, it has to be this pinpointed thing that's going to help my business, you know, make more money. It's thinking about, okay, take a step back, just think about what it is that makes you different and why will that make someone choose me over somebody else? And if there's two of you, what are the differences going to be? You don't want to be vanilla. You don't want to be beige and samey so that the buyer decision ends up coming down to price. Basically, You don't want it to be that you are just exactly the same as everybody else. There's no difference. So they have to go to the common denominator or the non-common denominator of what is different about these two people are the price. That is not a good place to be in. So your niche doesn't just need to be based on your customer. So you don't need to think, okay, I need a niche. I help small businesses. That's not enough. I need to focus on accountants only, especially if you're going to start going back to mistake number one, which is making things up. So we don't want that. So it's thinking about what makes you and your business different. And that's the thing that you should be thinking about. So mistake number three is worrying too much about the demographics of your customer. So this one usually goes hand in hand with mistake number two and mistake number one actually as well. So these aren't all mutually exclusive mistakes. You can you can do more than one of them. So this one is definitely a factor because it used to be a very common marketing strategy. It was to think about who your customer was and get to know everything about them. So what car they drove, what magazines they read. I remember doing this when I first started doing marketing, you know, we even had name types for all these people and we thought about what they like doing at weekends, where they go on a holiday, do they have children, are they single, do they like music, do they go to concerts, you know, everything that we could possibly think of to paint this picture of this person. 
But the, the truth is, none of that really matters. That is helpful if you, say, are planning on advertising, say, at a music festival and you, and you know they like music and go to concerts, because that is, say, where you think they might be. But there is a major flaw to this, and it is that you're not thinking about what their problem is. So you're not thinking about what your the, that pain point, that problem is that your customer is having right now and why they need your help, why they need your product. So why, you know, you're not thinking about what's going on in their head. And yes, it is sometimes good, you know, getting clear on these demographic aspects. If you are trying to put yourself in the shoes of your customer and that helps you understand these pain points and problems, you know, same as if you were an actor and you were playing a role, you want to really try and get inside that person's head that you're trying to play. And if this is helpful for you, then, you know, absolutely do think about these things, but make sure you're number one, not making anything up about these demographics. You know, once again, I think thinking about these demographics, you do then have a tend, tend to make stuff up to to just think, oh, I think they uh, do like going to concerts. So yes, I'll, I'll put that. Whereas that's got nothing to do with whether they want to buy your product or not, whether they like going to concerts or not. But don't stop on the demographics. So if this is something you do like to just think about, say to get yourself in that zone of who your client might be, but don't stop at the demographics. The important thing is the, the problem that they're having and how you solve it. So don't put too much onus on demographics. And this is where I see people when they are thinking about their niche, they are already making things up. So that's mistake number one. And they're thinking it has to be this super laser focused customer. So that's number two, mistake number two. And in doing so, they're making up this customer who they think has to be laser focused. So they start thinking about them purely in demographic terms. So they, they're just focusing on the who, who are they, rather than thinking about really understanding about how they're feeling. And that is the key to everything. So thinking about where they are now and where they want to be after they've worked with you, after they've bought your product, how do they want their lives or business to be? And this is super, super important. And this is the reason someone will buy from you and connect with you, not because they drive a Ford and they read Cosmo. That isn't going to be the case. It's about the problem that they are having. And if anything, it's quite it can be quite dangerous as well, because if someone isn't driving a Ford and they're not reading Cosmo, say they have a Toyota and they like reading, I don't know what magazines are there now, uh, Kerrang magazine, <laughs> that's showing my age, that doesn't mean that they're not going to be ideal. So I think people start focusing on the wrong things. If they start thinking, oh God, they don't have a Ford, they have a Toyota, it means they're not my ideal customer. But if they've got that problem, and you solve it, then they are absolutely your customer. And that's why these kind of things don't really matter. They're not going to help you, say, help someone buy from you or connect with you just for these demographic aspects of that person. And it can be that your customer pain point and problem that they have is the only thing that actually connects all your customers together. And that's absolutely fine. In fact, that's really great because it shows you really, really understand them. And this definitely helps with those questions that I get on things such as, oh, should I focus on small business or corporates? I don't really know. 
where I should focus or should it be this person or this person? But if they have the same problem and you solve it for them, it doesn't really matter. So it's not to get too worried about this. So mistake number four is thinking you have to go from one to a hundred in one fell swoop. And this is something I know causes quite a bit of angst as business owners feel that they currently maybe don't have a niche, but overnight they need to come up with this super duper specific niche because we've all heard that the riches are in the niches or niches trying to do it more of an English way Uh, or the riches are in the niches doesn't quite work if you're English but works much better if you're American (laughs) so people feel they need to go all in on their niche or go home basically it's one or the other you either have super super pinpointed niche or you don't and they're not and in doing so they're not going to make their business a success and where that is true a niche will be super super beneficial for your business Creating your niche is a process and it's understanding that and being okay with that. And it can take some time to get there. You can't necessarily do it overnight, but that doesn't mean it's going to take years or it has to take a really, really long time. Just at each point, you just think, okay, I'm seeing a pattern here, or this is an aspect my customers seem to be picking up on. You can start to tweak and refine and make a bit more of that thing. It's what I was saying earlier about looking about what's already there and making more of a focus or tweaking things to suit that a little bit more. It's not making anything up. So as I said, yeah, you shouldn't be making anything up. So you need to be paying close attention to what's happening in your business and how you can refine that each time. So each time you start to see a certain direction arising, you can lean into it that little bit more, or you can tweak your messaging or change ever so slightly what you do. So it becomes that little bit stronger, more stronger or more defined each time. And small businesses are really adaptable. You know, it's a great strength of small businesses is that you can change things really, really quickly. It's not a big corporate where it is a bit like trying to change direction on a big massive steam liner boat it's you can be really adaptable so sometimes you won't and don't know where you might end up which is another reason why not making things up out of thin air just because is not really a good idea but instead going on what's happening in your business because that works a lot better and it makes your niche a lot stronger too so keep tweaking and focusing as you go. So to recap the four mistakes I see, and number one, making up what your niche is. Number two, thinking that your niche is only about having a laser focused customer. Number three, worrying too much about the demographics of who your customer is. And number four, thinking you need to go from one to a hundred from not niche to super, super, super niche in one fell swoop. And by making these mistakes, you can see why not only does this make finding your niche a bit confusing and a bit difficult because all the focus is on the wrong things. You're focusing on things that you're just not sure about because you've never done them before or because there's something that's not actually there in your business. 
So no wonder it's suddenly a really, really difficult task and throws up lots of questions and there's confusion and all those things. So it's thinking about those mistakes and making sure that you don't do them and it will make your niching journey so much easier. I hope that gave you some food for thought about some of the mistakes I see people make when they consider what their niche could be and how to make sure they're not traps you fall into when you are thinking about your own niche. From now until the 31st of July 2020, I have a super excited limited time offer on my one-to-one program, Five Days to Unleash Your Niche, before prices go up on the 1st of August. So if you've been thinking about working with me or you want to know more about Five Days to Unleash Your Niche and what it would be like to work together, you can either go to my website, amykajer.com slash five days to unleash your niche. And that's with a dash in between each of the words. Or you can head to the show notes where there will be a link there. Or just send me a message and I'll give you some more information about it. That's all from me. I'll catch up with you next time or over in my Facebook group, Unleash Your Niche. Have an awesome week. Thanks so much for listening to the Unleash Your Niche podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, do please check out amykager.com where you'll find more to help you get focused and clear on your niche and how to amplify that in your communication. 